0: Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the only Welcome to the movie podcast. Presented by RMJ Media.
1: Happy spooky season, boils and goals. Welcome back to the Movie Pit Podcast, the show where we dive into the pits of cinema and unearth the best, the worst, and the most fucked up films out there. I'm your ghost host, Ryan. Joined, as always, my partner in crime, Seth. Howdy, y'all. Today, we're <coughs> venturing into the heart of Halloween with a film that captures the essence of the spooky... Spectacular season like no other trick or treat. It's a movie that weaves together multiple tales, all set on one fateful night. And I packed together with tricks, treats, and a mysterious little character named Sam. But before we dive any further, what have we been watching? What we want to see? What do we don't want to see?
2: Um, went and saw, I guess, I guess I might as well say it anyways. I saw Hocus Pocus in a the theater. Me too. Yeah, but, uh I'll be honest, it was the first time that I saw it, and uh, I enjoyed it for what, what it is. I mean, obviously, we're going to be doing it here.
1: That amazes me that that's the first time you've ever fucking seen that movie. Dude, I
2: haven't seen most... I haven't seen most Disney films.
1: Like, that is... The quintessential Halloween movie for me, next to Halloween.
2: But it's a Disney film, and if it's anywhere that don't near, don't
1: mean shite.
2: <laughs> if it's anything near being like somewhat wholesome for the most part, I kind of just avoided it. I mean, I, you've known me for an extended period of time. I would like to think that at this point, you'd understand that I'm, I, I, I didn't have a lot of wholesome things that I focus uh, okay, on. Okay, we'll, uh, we'll in hold existence. off on this conversation till the next uh-huh. podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll fair. we'll talk but about anyways, this. <laughs> um, outside of that. Um, Man What the fuck have I been watching I've seen shit and I'm drawing a Hopefully blank Hopefully outside of the toilet uh, oh, I watched this crazy ass movie with Nicolas Cage The other day It's called um, The Color From Space or The Color Out of Space <clears throat> That's a good fucking flick I had fun with that one Yeah that's a good one Um, Let's see here I did watch this one Uh, I watched Trick or Treat a while back because it's been a couple weeks just because of schedule issues and shit being crazy. Uh, Watched a little bit of Lucifer, Um, some stuff on aliens and random shit. (laughs) Uh, I know there's some fucking movies I've sat down and watched and I can't think of shit right now. Uh, I I did go back and rewatch Hereditary uh, because I had to. I, you know, I love that movie, and I wanted to see if I still loved it. Amazing fucking movie. Yeah, it's it brings me joy.
1: If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to that podcast when we talk about that. And definitely, I re-listened to it yesterday because I love listening to that episode. That one's fun. Yeah, we had a good (laughs) time. When your mom just goes fucking gets so pissed off at (laughs) the two of us being fucking (laughs) anti-religion. Yeah, it's fucking great. Yeah, we do tend to,
2: you know, <laughs> state our experiences. That's the best way I can put it. But uh outside of that, I feel like I went to uh, I went and saw Nick Swartzen comedy. Yeah. Um he was amazing. That show was hilarious as fuck. But my mom I like him person. as
1: an actor. I've never been able to get into a stand up. Oh, it's just your standard. It'd be like
2: if a frat boy, I think, did stand up in a way just because he's just very he's cool and laid back and just down a party and he's got lots of party stories, I just kind of get that that frat boy kind of vibe from him. That's what a stand-up comedy is like. He just tells stories, but in you know, his own way, and they're hilarious. The uh, only standing up I want to see a frat boy doing is in front of a fucking target. That's fair. <laughs> I could see that, you know, I didn't get along with jocks either myself, but whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not a not a big fan of the fucking bro humor.
2: Uh, oh, I see. I don't mind it. <laughs> um, but other than that, no, I nothing, nothing else lately that I can think of. Um, I still haven't seen Barbie, and I know Chris wants me to see it real bad, and I just <laughs> want to see it. Just now, everybody
1: talk. keeps fucking telling me I need to see that goddamn movie. Yeah. Now that it's on streaming, okay. I'll give it a watch. Well, last time I, checked, I'm not going to the fucking theater to see Barbie. It was
2: like fourteen. I'll have bucks fucking to cops
1: rent. outside waiting for my ass. I'll get you the DVD with a Barbie,
2: right? And it'll, with her pants off, and it'll, it'll be called Ryan. Oh, Sorry, uh, it'll be the Ryan Barbie. It'll be a chick Barbie, obviously, but her name will be Ryan. <laughs>
1: Rian.
2: That's again yeah, no. pretty much what I was thinking. Uh, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I don't. I fuck. I feel like an asshole. I don't have anything written down. Uh, sorry. <laughs> oh
1: no, you're good. I'm pretty sure on Night of the Demons Two, we talked about that. I saw uh, saw X. Yeah. Obviously, saw Hocus Pocus. I did finally sit down in the theaters and see The Expendables Four. Yes, it is an R-rated movie, and if we ever cover that franchise,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what did you expect? Oh, it's a, it's exactly what you expect. It's a shitty fucking movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's a shitty action, action packs, movie.
2: I imagine just over the t- if it's rated R, then it's super gory, a lot of profanity, probably some nudity. You know who wrote it? All of them together. Uh,
1: fucking Stallone. Okay. Saw the Equalizer three. Okay, so With I Denzel. Wanna, okay, I want to see those. We have to do all three of those okay, movies. Tight. They're fucking like, if it's, you, it reminds me of John Wick.
2: I, I wrote down in my notes, I wanted to see the third equalizer, but and then I said, see all of them because yeah, they all look tight. It
1: is fucking good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, yesterday, I saw the first screening in Arizona of Killers of the Flower Moon. I love Martin Scorsese to fucking death. And I know this was a very personal film for him. Okay. It's three hours and 39 minutes. Wow. And it feels twice as fucking long. No. And it just fucking just ends on a dime. No payoff. Like, And I'm not going to berate fucking Leonardo DiCaprio for his acting in this fucking film, if you can call it that. He's actually not bad. He really gets into this fucking Southern character. But the like
2: Well, Southern, he was Django. He was Southern and Django, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, but when you think Scors what Scorsese does well is urban gangster shit. What's Southern? Th- this,
2: Southern
1: this is a some- movie about fucking which is a real fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Murder of the Asaji Indian tribes when oil was found on their land. Oh man. It's a rough fucking movie, but it is slow as fuck. I wanted to love it. <sighs> and maybe on a second viewing, yeah. I'll enjoy it more. But the first one, I'm like, yeah, this feels like it's almost four fucking That's hours six long. Six hours,
2: dude. Yeah, it's on one film just to watch it twice.
1: Oh, I've watched more movies than that. <laughs> but it I just really want to like this movie. Okay. Especially for the message that it's
2: stating. Okay, outside the time, what was there any other anything else that you didn't really like about it? Just because it was No, slow? it was
1: literally just like that was literally it. Was, uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Do that movie you like. <laughs> <laughs> like it it is and I'm not the only one. Yeah. Everybody walking out of that theater is like, I think I fell asleep three times during that movie because it's so dialogue heavy. You know what? That's genius though, because more ticket sales. People are like, I have to go back and see it, to again, see it again because I fucking God fell it. asleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah
2: just, that's genius. What so, else has Scorsese done? Just because I can't
1: Oh shit. I know he's done a he bunch did of just... taxi driver. Okay. Um, mean Streets, Goodfellas, Casino. Okay. The departed. He did, (laughs) for the kids out there, Hugo. He's done, he did The Last Temptation of fucking Christ. (laughs) (laughs) The movie where you see Jesus get his groove on. (laughs) Oh, my Lord.
2: Well, you know, sometimes
1: you got to get your groove on. Scorsese was an Irish Catholic altar boy. Just like I was. <laughs> so, on the Irish-Catholic side of things, I did see The Exorcist Believer.
2: Ooh, I heard bad things about that movie.
1: <laughs> I told you I was going to wait to give you this review. Brief review. I did... Gangs in New York. I did give Roxy... A heads up on what the review was. It is amazing to see a flick with somebody that is the exact same age when you started getting into the genre. Okay. And more importantly, going to see a movie that they ask you, can we go see this?
2: <laughs> they're, they're pumped, just as pumped as you are, but you. So
1: we sit through. This entire fucking movie. We're the first ones out the door. There's a line of people behind us. She just looks up at me. The first one was dumb, but at least it was scary. What the fuck was that's excuse? Uh, That's (laughs) fair. I'm like... (laughs) Patted her on the head. I'm like, good child. Good child.
2: (laughs) She saw for what it was. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Is it a good movie? No. Okay. But I will say this like I say with any fucking horror movie. Okay. Even the worst horror flick out there is still entertaining to watch. This should not have tried doing what fucking Halloween 2018 did. Should not have tried making a sequel to the original fucking movie. <laughs> I was happy. Spoiler alert people. Linda Blair is in the movie. Reagan does appear in this fucking movie, but not enough to really give a fuck about, which is why you never read about it. Like, that's a review for another day.
2: <laughs> She's like a priestess or something. She's like, I'm going around exercising the demons. Oh, no, like,
1: that's my biggest issue, is like, the they make her hate her mother. Oh. Like they haven't spoken since the events of what happened in 1973. Okay, and I don't think that was the way to fucking go, because when
2: she got a drinking uh, habit, she's been in and out of AA. She lives in a halfway house. <laughs> She hit the streets for a while. has got an only fans. You know, you lose your
1: mom, you go crazy. We will curate a month to at least talk about these two movies. Okay. And we might throw a couple other exorcism, maybe like, I want to see exorcism Elman. of Emily Rose. Um, okay. that'd be a fun one to talk about. I, don't, I haven't seen that one. It's a good one. Um, <laughs> I did watch slather
2: house. Oh my God. Okay. All, all right. So I'm all ears.
1: It is everything you want from that piece of shit. Oh, all right, <laughs> thank <laughs> it God. It is
2: everything like, you want, <laughs> like revenge satisfaction kind of thing.
1: Oh Different. yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. And I'm curating another month just around Slotherhouse. How long is it? About an hour thirty so a solid 90 minutes which yes. is what you want from a schlocky bee horror flick but with a but, but
2: with an hour and a half with the premise of a murderous sloth
1: okay oh like i said i'm curating a month and just thinking about movies like this so i'm thinking we do slotherhouse why not do prophecy a movie about mutant killer fucking bears okay I would throw co- cocaine bear in there if we hadn't already fucking done it. Yeah. I'm thinking frogs from okay. the late 70s, early 80s. And let's have some fun with the zombie genre and fucking animals. Let's do zombie beavers. And yes, it's exactly what it sounds like. A hey, zombie <laughs> You get bit by a zombie beaver and you turn into a zombie beaver. <laughs> okay.
2: I am zombieved. Uh, very pleased to, uh, live this zombie life. Oh my God. Zombiever!
1: Oh, it's fucking amazing, dude. It, it ranks up there with like the, uh, fuck. Uh, what was the movie? I showed you the trailer for, uh, bloody, bloody Bible camp. Mm. It's so damn campy. It is just fucking fun. But it has the same effects of dead alive. Mm. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah. All right. Then I'm sold already. Yeah. That's all you had to say.
1: So we'll work the details out on when to squeeze that into the podcast booking schedule. All right. Um, I am going to go see next week. They re released uh, Nightmare on Elm or Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas. I am going to see that again in theaters. Night of the Demons
2: that I heard was going to be in theaters. I thought it was. I mean, because I wrote yeah, it, I Demon Night. Demon Night.
1: I thought that I'm was on saying.
2: the eighth. Uh, see, I wrote it down on my calendar, and it's gone now.
1: Yeah, it was only one night. Damn. It was a one nine fifteen p.m. showing. Wish we saw that. Um. So I'm going to go see Nightmare Before Christmas. I have to see fucking Five Nights at Freddy's. Yes. I'm kind of surprised you having it. Or is it not out? It doesn't come out till no, Thursday. No. Okay. Now we have to put it on the chopping block because we're going to be talking about Halloween 2 here in a little bit. Thursday the 26th at 815. They are showing Halloween.
2: Okay. Um I'm not opposed to that if I can if I can wing it. Uh I, I don't know why I wouldn't be able to, but you know, at least I
1: know about it. Yeah, because that's going to be, like, I looked at it earlier today. It's about half full right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is there only one? They're doing one showing on Wednesday, one showing on Thursday. So just throwing that out there if you still want to try to see that on the big screen. Okay. Um Aside from that, that's what I've been watching right now. I haven't. I did see the trailer for the new... God damn it, I can't believe they're fucking making another one. The new Terminator. Another fucking Terminator? With fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger and John fucking Cena. It's going straight to Paramount+. Plus. Okay, so I get it now. Just stop, people.
2: (laughs) Uh, Well, again, remember, writer's
1: block. Terminator 2 was one of the best sequels ever fucking put to celluloid quit ruining its memory (laughs) by making shitty fucking sequels.
2: Oh, um, sound, sound of freedom. Have you heard about that film?
1: Oh yes. Yes.
2: That's Mel Gibson, right? Yeah. I want to see that. I do too. I think it's uh, from what I hear, it's kind of controversial. And we're good at that.
1: Oh, it's very controversial from what I understand.
2: Um, So we need to see that one. It says, I don't know if I've heard it's been a real bitch to see that movie. Uh, people, there's all these stories. And again, I'm sure it's just like, oh, you know, some stupid conspiracy theory bullshit um, that people are like, oh, every time we go, they're like, oh, the air conditioning is broken or the theater's not Oh, open, I've heard that crap. Yeah. Or trying
1: you know, to prevent people from seeing the movie. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. Okay, here we go. This is what I wanted to find uh and kind of see what else. Back to the Future is also going to come back to theaters, which I think I might have mentioned before, but Yeah, I, for
1: the th- It's amazing how many movies are coming out for its 30th fucking anniversary.
2: And I'm okay. With, oh, man, that makes you feel a little old, doesn't it? Oh, we're <laughs> really fucking old. Ooh, Satan wants you? What's that all about? <laughs>
1: Well, I think it says
2: it. In oh the my title. God. Hunger Games. They're re-releasing Hunger Games. Oh, Dragon Ball Z Battle of the Gods is coming back to theaters. I will absolutely take some time out of my day to go see that because, uh, you know, I love Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> um TikTok Boom. Mm-hmm. What is Love? Queer Life. Voice of Shadows. The last movie ever made. Uh, first class. Uh, Beetlejuice 35th anniversary is coming back in theaters.
1: I would like to see that back in theaters again, just with knowing that the sequel is coming out.
2: Yes, and maybe that's what they're doing. I was like, let's get everybody hot, you know, pumped for it. It's a bunch of hype.
1: Well, the reason why I, all these movies are coming out again for 30th anniversary editions. Is because the fucking strikes yeah. that were going on. Luckily, luckily, the writer strike is now over. Is that for real? Yes. SAG is still on strike, but people can go out and start writing again and okay. creating content for when that crap goes, gets over with SAG, they can fucking make a beeline. Whoa.
2: Well, if they're going back to work, then I imagine they're getting paid or something.
1: The, the writers. The okay. writers. Well, so I, the writers guild is no longer on strike. Okay. Screen actors yeah. are still on strike right now. Okay. As of today.
2: Well, I'm I'm a little surprised you didn't ask me to go see the Taylor Swift movie with you. Um, Dude,
1: when I was watching fucking Killers of the uh, Summer Moon, next the theater right next to us was playing that goddamn movie. Okay. I could hear that fucking movie from my theater. Yeah. It was so, I'm like, God mm-hmm. damn. Because it was so
2: action packed. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It was so loud. You know, the, the bass was pumping.
1: Speaking of action. Wow.
2: That was actually kind of perfect timing <laughs> considering that
1: it wasn't on the soundboard. <laughs> yeah. I changed my <laughs> alert tone. Um, uh, I will say this speaking of legendary actors I posted on it on Instagram the the great Burt Young who played uh Polly in rock all the rocky movies Unfortunately his daughter announced that he passed away they announced it yesterday but he passed away on the 8th so Condolences to his family, and the dude put up so many great performances <laughs> over a huge range of fucking movies. Like I said, from from Rocky to Mickey Blue Eyes, which was a like borderline gangsta movie with fucking... <laughs> james khan and hugh uh hugh grant
2: (laughs) oh man i don't know how i feel about hugh grant but okay i know the face and the person
1: but he always put up amazing fucking performances passed away at 83 years old he will be missed amongst the film community just want to put that out there
2: Let's see here. Maybe these will kind of get some uh, something brewing because I know you know a lot. So uh, he did Chinatown. Oh fuck yes, Gambler. Uh, That's
1: a movie we have to fucking do. Chinatown. Oh no, Chinatown? Chinatown.
2: Okay. Oh, I would do the Gambler. Nineteen seventy four, dude. You know I love films from the seventies, and these all sound like ballers. Uh, the Killer Elite. Convoy, Uncle Joe Shannon. Oh, like he
1: was great at playing a fucking heavy character. Like, the heavy.
2: Okay. Yeah, I know what that means. <laughs> yeah. Uh, once Upon a Time in America, yep. the Pope of Greenwich Village, um, yep. A Summer to Remember, Back to School, Last Exit to Brooklyn, uh, Transamerica, Win-Win, um, and Bottom of the Ninth, which was 2019.
1: Yeah, he was an amazing fucking actor. Um, and you might not know him by name but if you see him you've seen him in something yeah <laughs> i know that for a fact
2: huh he even did amneville 2 the yeah. possession yeah tight dude um he was on television too rockford files Beretta, law and order oh he was on a ton Texas of Ranger, fucking tv shows on the family mash miami yeah. vice the sopranos Dude, this bro yeah, man. This. Oh man! Wow. Yeah, he he was a am- fucked on his
1: shit, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's kind of like what I, I'd compare him to, like a Danny Trejo.
2: Oh okay, but like in the Italian he's kind of mobster, m- he's or heavy never
1: guy. A name that everybody knows. That's not
2: true. Everybody but knows he's a Trejo.
1: Face that everybody knows.
2: Yeah, but everybody knows the name and face of Danny well, Trejo. Well, now everyone because of fucking machete
1: and shit like that. Because he's finally headlining fucking movies fair but i know danny trejo as the bartender from from dust till dawn <laughs> yeah the bartender from desperado <laughs> the dude that comes all over the christmas tree in a very harold and kumar christmas <laughs> oh yeah and to see that in 3d <laughs> when you're blitzed like high off Yeah (laughs) We were laughing our fucking asses up But it's actors like that That are just fucking amazing But That's neither here nor there Anything else you want to talk about Before we go into this?
2: I am pretty eager um, To finally get a whiff of Anything else that's coming out That we have talked about in the past And since it's Halloween (coughs) Obviously I want to keep talking about them a little bit uh, oh, but, we I, will. but I do want to, like I want some kind of trailer for Rudolph off the reckoning. I want to see some kind of trailer for fucking blood and honey Two. Um, I'd be down. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to doing Halloween Two, just flat out just because I've only seen that once and I loved it so fucking much. Uh, so I'm, I'm pumped to <laughs> we do We watched uh,
1: that the shop the other
2: night. Uh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so other than that, uh no I this is a good time man I am excited we gotta we gotta we gotta get these films done man I'm I'm excited all right peeps I love this film
1: grab your jack o' lanterns light your candles and join <laughs> us on a supernatural journey as we dissect discuss and dare to uncover the secrets lurking within trick or treat are you ready for some Halloween horror let's dive right in. <laughs>
0: This is it, Jennifer. You're big breaking TV. Fuck the prime time, bitch!
1: You know what? There's too many stories in this to try to That's the best I'm gonna do on this one right now. Because let's just talk about it. I have everything I because I tried synopsizing this. <laughs> Isolating it by story, but so many intertwine. <laughs> Can't really do it. Can't really do it. Okay. So let's just.
2: Well, I got this book here, real quick. If you want me to throw that in there, it's kind of a. Oh, word.
1: absolutely.
2: Okay. Okay. This is just a quick little excerpt from this book that I got here. It's called uh, "Incredible Horror Movie Facts." I think we've read from it before in some of the other films, um, but this one actually does have "Trick or Treat," when it doesn't have some of the others. So, let's see here. Trick or Treat. 2007. Directed by Michael... How do I say his last name? Doherty? (laughs) Doherty. Doherty. There we go. Okay, here we go. Uh, Special effects legend Stan Winston. uh, He did Aliens, Terminator 2, Jurassic Park. Originally optioned Michael's screenplay with the intention of hiring different directors to each film a separate story in the movie. George Romero... Toby Hooper and John Carpenter were all approached, with Stan Winston also on board to direct one of the segments. Damn. Yeah. Of all the major studios passed on the project, stating that the script's content was too old fashioned, and eventually the script ended up being produced by Dowdy's friend. I'm going to keep fucking that up because of dyslexia. Brian Singer. Uh, worked uh, on the script for Singer's X-Men 2 and Superman Returns. Uh, After the film was completed, it struggled to get a theatrical release. It was originally slated for an October release in 2007, but was pulled without explanation or reason. Uh, Other theatrical release dates were set, but none of them manifested. It sat on the shelf for about two years before finally going straight to DVD in October 2009. It's unclear what the reasons were for this, but it thankfully hasn't affected the very positive reception the film has gammered from horror fans. And there's even a sequel in the works. So yep. tight. I'm pumped yep. about that.
1: Officially 2024.
2: Fuck you. I can't wait. Um, after the success of X-Men, uh, Doutry made a pitch for The Goonies 2 to both Steven Spielberg and Richard Donner, who both loved it. The t- they took the project to Warner Brothers, who said they weren't interested in the Goonies franchise. Um, Dowry said has said it was really bizarre to see someone saying no to Steven Spielberg and made him realize that it clearly was. doesn't matter who you are in Hollywood. If you have a project that you're passionate about, you're always going to have a tough time getting it made, he said. The mischievous character of Sam from Trick or Treat was first introduced in Doughtree's 1999 short animated film Seasons Greeting, yep. in which the viewer is misled into thinking that a little boy, Sam, is a jack-o'-lantern burlap sack uh, is murdering a dark alleyway by a child killer. It transpires that the opposite is true and that Sam has killed the man instead. Some of the blood on Sam's face at the end was actually uh, a blood. He had cut his hand whilst animating it and decided to use it. That's fucking tight. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thanks little book. Some fun fact shit.
1: No, it's, it's a great fucking flick. Yeah. Um, I love this movie. When was the first time you saw this movie?
2: Uh, maybe a week or two ago.
1: Okay. Granted, like I s- when we announced that we were doing this movie, yes, this is an r rated fucking flick, but you can pick up and you can see hints of Krampus in this fucking movie.
2: It's filmed this you know, it looks like Krampus is a uh, film style, you yeah, know I mean, I don't know if it's the, yeah. what, but he used the same camera or something, but it the color. You know, the way that it's made, the characters, um, the way that it flows. Because it was written and uh, directed by his ass, right? Yep. Okay. No. It, yeah, it was very to see.
1: Okay, so let's talk about the very beginning of this movie. You start with the couple. You get introduced to the principal next door. Mm-hmm. You also get introduced to another group of female friends. but. I'm going to try to group this this line of questioning together as much as possible. Okay. Because unlike, like I said, unlike most anthology movies, every single story meets at some point in time, it, which is not normal for a fucking anthology film. Okay, that was going to be my next question, so you answered it. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, it's very uncommon. What do you think about the very opening end of the the wraparound? So the couple where she's breaking Halloween traditions. So the
2: moment. So so this. I also think that I like how. uh, Who made this again? I fucking keep forgetting his name. Uh, Doherty. Even though I just read about him, I can just not say his name. And Doherty likes to do, um, well, because he did Krampus. Which is also like a traditional kind of movie, you know, horror in a horror style, and I like that. So I think when she blew out the candle, if it holds true to what I believe or what I think I know the tradition is, is the candles or the jack-o'-lanterns are lit for protection, to protect Mm -hmm. you from the spirits, right? So the moment she blew that shit out, then I was like, okay, does that give Sam the the A-OK to go and attack that bitch? Um, Because she blew it out. Like, And I feel like they were doing that on
1: purpose. You kind of hit... The nail on the fucking head without knowing it. Another connection between this and Krampus is what brings Krampus in that movie. It was a fire? She literally says, I hate Halloween in this movie. Yeah. He says, I hate Christmas, don't want to do it anymore, and throws his list outside. Yep. So he's mm-hmm. he's staying in his will house, yep. which isn't bad because <coughs> These are the first two big movies. Krampus was the biggest movie he's ever done. This wasn't a big movie. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. But this was his directorial writing debut. His first movie he ever did. He took a lot on with this fucking movie. (laughs)
2: I'm going to repeat that just to confirm what I I heard it correctly. This was the first movie he ever did. Ever did. Trick or Treat is? Yes. Holy fuck, dude. Yeah. (laughs) No, this is a knock fucking out of the park for your first film, dog. Yeah. That's, I, so he, is he new then to fucking?
1: He's in, in the world of horror cinema. Yeah. He's relatively new. He's done a lot of crap since this, but this was his first film and to take on an anthology film. And like you said it when you were uh, reading from the book, most anthology films are a collaboration with a bunch of other creators. This is the only one I've ever seen next to creep show. Yeah. That were written by the same person and directed by the same person. The differences with Creepshow, those were written by Stephen King and directed by Night of the Living Dead's George A. Romero. Michael Doherty wore both hats in this one. (laughs) So he took on a huge fucking task trying to do this as his first fucking film.
2: Well, he killed it, man. Yeah. Um, And honestly, as far as I understand, he's only done... So you're right. Trick or Treat was 2007. Mm-hmm. Krampus was 2015. Yep. Godzilla King of the Monsters was 2019. I forgot he
1: did that. He ended up going into fucking Godzilla. Yep.
2: Yep. I, I'm gonna be honest. If that's the one that I think it is, I I liked it. It's a good one. Um, and it was I'm the one just,
1: right before Godzilla versus Kong. Uh,
2: because I think people should. I think people shit on that movie, but I I I I liked it. Um The I only
1: re- Godzilla movie <laughs> I know that people shat on was the one with fucking Matthew Broderick
2: the where Diddy runs the city was yeah because that was the biggest thing from 90s um oh but it also says he's known for superman returns and x2 um well yeah because he
1: also worked camera and did uh visual effects um oh what is this
2: trick-or-treat father's day trick-or-treat making friends uh they're shorts dude
1: yeah oh you can find those on youtube
2: Oh man, okay. Urban legends, Bloody Mary, Dead Time Story. So he does like the urban legend kind of stuff, um, which I love. I think he's doing a great job with it. Um, okay, so back to, um, all right, so she, uh, I loved how he replaces um, all of the shitty, um, you know, decorations with her body parts and whatnot. That was so badass. I loved that a lot. And then the the slitting her throat. I I like the fact that
1: you don't fucking see it. All you see is the blood splatter
2: and the little kids sitting there watching. That was so tight. Yeah. Yeah, That splatter. And they're like, (gasps) right. And it's like, and they don't know, is this for real or is this fake? But either way, it's scary enough for them, whether (laughs) it's like a gimmick or a gag or a, you know, a trick or real either way, they're getting the fuck out of there.
1: (laughs) And that kind of leads into the, the next, the principal Wilkins. This is one of my favorite stories in this fucking movie (laughs) because you have the fucking kid, the, sorry to fucking say this, the fat kid from bad Santa. Okay. Who's going around destroying fucking jack o lanterns Yeah, being a little bastard. Goes to a bowl that says, just take one. And anyone that's ever went trick-or-treating and went to an honor bowl. And yes, that's what it's called honorable (laughs) take one you're not gonna just fucking take one (laughs) no it's impossible he learns very quickly that he should have just taken one um off the top of my head i'm not gonna look it up right now the actor that plays principal wilkins does such a great job he just plays it so nonchalant he does
2: well he's got that innocent kind of nerdy nice prevencible looking
1: face. And I, I like after like <laughs> the bully kid like starts puking his fucking, he's like, puked his fucking entire guts out all over, like, and I have to say, in top five, top five all-time vomit scenes in any fucking movie. Yeah,
2: it keeps going. How many
1: angles they shot that from? <laughs> 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 I give them props on that. Um, but he's trying to get rid of the kid. And then Principal Wilkins' son comes home. Dad, <laughs> you want to carve the jack-o'-lantern, but I need you great. to help me with the eyes. Keep it down. Need you to, yeah,
2: yes. God damn it, I want to murder you, you son of a bastard. Why do I
1: have to keep it down? <laughs> Billy, be quiet. All while this is going on, the neighbor starts hollering through and sit, like, keep your kid off my lawn. Like just the crotchety old man that you always fucking hear about in fucking movies. And fucking Wilkins bashes the kids head in with a shovel and he's walking inside. He hears pounding on the fucking window from next door. He sees the old man and says fuck screw you goes inside and then you just see the old man get tackled from the side (laughs) Yeah, and we will come back to that um goes inside his son is still irritating the fuck out of him yeah little kid had franklin energy he goes to the fucking table grabs a knife and I love how they shot this sequence because first time watching this let's go down to the basement billy We'll carve the jack-o'-lantern. You're thinking that he's... His son's fucking dead, mate. He grabs a knife <laughs> yeah. and like hides it behind yeah. his
2: back. Oh, yeah, you're sure this, this little
1: fucker's fucking dead. Yeah. But no. He sits there. The dad stabs down into the quote-unquote pumpkin. And the son says, But I need your help with the eyes. Yeah. Let's make a scary face this time. And the camera pulls out, <laughs> and it's the fucking fat bully's head on a fucking lazy Susan. I loved that. <laughs> and they
2: had candles around it, too. Yes. Almost
1: like they were going to use it, you know, oh, to do some kind of... Oh, I guarantee they're going to yeah. fucking hollow out that head and put the candle inside of it at yeah. the end of that shit. Mm-hmm. I wish they actually would have gone and finished it. To where that's what it was. Kind of like the fucking head of Lantern and
2: in 2018's yeah. Halloween. Uh, was it Halloween or uh, not? Uh, Texas that Chains was Halloween. Was Halloween. Yeah. Um, also, we talked about this when we were watching the film, and I uh, haven't Googled it yet or anything, but when he's in that pit, um, dig, you know, dig, shoveling that kid or whatever... Mm-hmm. The little fat kid didn't was wearing just like a short sleeve shirt that said this is my Halloween costume. Yeah. Um it was short sleeve and the the arm that was tugging on him was a clown and he says that in Halloween, you know, during Halloween time is when things that aren't natural or of this world come out and play. And so a part of me was thinking in that grave if that could have been one of those things, or it was another trick or treater that he killed previously that was dressed as a clown. Or
1: if you think about it, I'm not going to go back and rewatch the scene right now. I can find the clip. It could be fucking Sam. Because Sam uh,
2: is kind of wearing. Sam wears. Okay, it probably is Sam. Let me see real quick what he looks like. It probably was. I think he's wearing. No, it's not because he's orange and burlappy. The 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 arm from the kid had a frill on it, which would had a frill and and polka dots. I swear to God, I could be wrong, but
1: I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch that. I did not catch that. But let's jump to the next sub story, which is Lori's... The best way I can put this is Lori's virginity which is a great fucking story because this is like one of the few stories that kind of bounces in and out between the fucking stories. So it stars Anna Paquin who I, okay, just being honest, cannot stand true blood, (laughs) but I think she's an amazing fucking actress. True blood is the vampire one, right? Vampire werewolf. Oh, she ends in. up becoming a fairy <laughs> oh. somewhere in there.
2: So not worth a watch,
1: huh? I'm not going to say that. Okay. It's not for me. <laughs> I can handle a lot. That one, I can't fucking handle. <laughs> but would you think <clears throat> of how they went about telling that story?
2: Her first time about essentially becoming yeah, a werewolf it's and killing a guy. her losing her virginity. Um, I loved it. I also love that it ended up being the, um, the principal because he goes, I have a date later. Yes, right? and that's then, what I'm saying.
1: I love how every single story is intertwined.
2: <laughs> and he's got these fake teeth and he's going around and he's fucking all these chicks up and whatnot. And then she comes upon him and the bite on her neck, she's like, I'm sure that can heal no problem, right? She's a, a lichen or a werewolf or whatever the fuck you want to call her. Um, and... And then all of a sudden, you just see his carcass go flying with the red robe on it. And that's the irony is she's a little red riding her. Yeah, because you think it's wolf. her
1: that's falling from.
2: Well, you think they're frat girls. Oh, but then they're telling stories. Last year, it was, you know, a sailor, or we were dressed as sailors, and we, you know, we got with sailors. Oh, and last year, right.
1: Of... I ate bad Mexican. <laughs> yes. Uh huh. And yeah. she threw up, yeah. right. And it was
2: in a jeep. Yeah. Um. So again, you just think it's they're a just good normal fucking slutty... play on
1: fucking words. Yeah. They're <laughs> just
2: hot girls a slutty because they're trying to attract dudes. Um, What did she say? Uh, When she goes, uh, I got a guy for you. She goes, is he young? I think. And she's like, well, he's nice. Um, But she was looking for something like she still had a taste for something even though she'd never done it before. She still had a taste for a certain guy. Yeah, these girls have taste for guys. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, I love well, all that. Because how
1: I take it is she has eaten human flesh before, but this is the first time that she's killing on her own, taking a life on her own.
2: Oh, is that okay? And that's probably why the sisters sitting there all close and uh, watching her do but, it. Yeah, and just be like okay, go ahead
1: and kill to make sure she actually does it.
2: In. And it seems like they only do it on Halloween, too, because they said last year it was this, and the mm-hmm. year before that was this. Like, maybe they don't do it every single night. It's only this time of the year. Yeah.
1: So, I my favorite, outside of fucking Anna Paquin's performance, and even the other girls, they give great fucking performances as the sisters. Um, I loved the werewolf trans- transformations. They did a good job at that. I agree with that, too. It reminded well, me of fucking early 80s to late 80s, like American werewolf in London, where it's not, well, maybe not America werewolf in London, where it's not like overly fucking like special effects crap. It's them peeling the skin off and you see the fur
2: So I was I okay, that's what you were referring to. I thought you meant like the CGI transformation of like the faces and all that shit. Oh, I like that too. It was under the skin ish to me. But that means that these vampires are where these werewolves wear human skin all the time. (coughs) Oh shit, sorry. (coughs) Don't try it out real quick. Sorry. And then there are werewolves underneath. Right? Is that oh, more yeah. to believe? Like if it was a different take on it, and I'm trying to decide if I like it or not. Yet, that's I'm, I mean, like honest. The
1: shredding of the skin. Okay. Well, the,
2: the because effects were tight. Any
1: other werewolf movie?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. the Person's body bones will stretch. Their face will morph, change into a fucking werewolf. Yeah. But the next day, they always turn back into themselves. I liked the shedding. Of the of human
2: the, skin. Of the skin in
1: this. So then do we
2: assume that either A, they the hair goes back and they turn yeah, into they'll, human?
1: they'll reform Oh, that's back how to, it works
2: is they grow the hair out, shed the skin off, and then in the daytime- It's, it's the hair. kind of
1: like a fucking snake shedding its skin. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, <laughs> now
2: I like it. Because uh, at first, I, it was confusing to me, and, and I was like, that's kind of gay. Uh, them just kind of pulling it off like that. I mean, it looked cool and whatnot, but the concept behind it, to me, was yeah. kind of like, whatever, here, scope this. Um, so I'm gonna show you, and I know we don't have it on Bluetooth or nothing, but I want to show you. Here it is. Um, if you hit play,
1: it does kind of look like a clown hand. Yeah.
2: I can see that's why with polka dots and it's a white glove and it's got a red frill around the wrist. It's a it's it yeah, it's a clown gear. Yeah. So and that's why also if you look at the gnome, I staring over him and I was like, Oh, maybe it's a gnome hand, and then I was like, No, that's that's a clown hand. We
1: don't talk about gnomes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: What do you know him about that? <laughs> you know nothing, Jon Snow.
1: Okay, let's jump to the next story, which is the story of the ravine and the school bus. Did you see where that episode or segment story. was
2: going? Um, no, nah, no. Nah, at first, it wasn't until when did I realize who it was, and I think it was because. Because at first you just think he's just a crotchety old man who doesn't celebrate Halloween, and that's why he's got no decorations. Like I said we haven't got there yet. Oh, okay.
1: That's not brought up in this actual story.
2: Um. Oh, oh. This is just the girls. This is
1: just the, okay. That actual with the savon girl it. and all that yeah. stuff.
2: Yeah, I love that. I mean, I they found like a little quirky girl who knew all this shit about Halloween, and you get to educate the the watchers. Um. You know, with her intelligence and just kind of how she goes into it. Um, I loved how she you know made her own costume and her house is all super decked out. Uh, mm. I think it's kind of fucked up that they chose you know her to pick on her because she's weird and they were going to be dicks to her. You know, does the boy really like her? Was he just doing that to kind of gain her trust? Um, obviously, the one girl gets kind of jealous. But you uh-huh. have to be
1: honest, though. Isn't that true to fucking life?
2: Uh, well, if you're how gonna many mani- times does
1: that fucking happen?
2: Well, you manipulate someone so that way you can shit on them. Yeah. You know, that it's that happens
1: every fucking day. It's not a beautiful fucking thing, but unfortunately, it is fucking real. I also loved how
2: Sam was cool with her. He knew that she was a victim and all yeah. this, and she's innocent, and he just was like, "What's up, girl? It's cool." <clears throat> I gotta drink some that, water.
1: That particular segment, I think, had some of the best cinematography. Oh yeah, I loved the the lighting was minimalistic enough where you could see what you needed to see and not see what you didn't need to see. There was enough fucking fog and smoke in the screen. It it literally just gave you a feeling of unease from the time they go down that fucking little elevator to the time where she comes up and they don't.
2: I also love that she knows that those are werewolves when they howl in the distance.
1: Yeah. Like I said, yeah. every single story intertwines so mm. fucking well. And she
2: just, but she knew, like, no questions asked, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and she also knew she's like, make sure it stays lit because she knows that it's going to protect him. Yep. Uh, even though that he ends up being a dick to her too. So she gets super betrayed. That was that look on her face. You like that was so great watching. And then I love how the sound effects in this film were amazing. Oh, fuck by yes. the way, the, the sound design kids, is amazing. Yeah. And listening to it in surround sound was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Listening to those kids get shredded at the fuck when, when she's walking away was wonderful. Very satisfying. Now, did you, did you
1: pick up on it with uh, your surround sound bar? You could hear Sam doing laps around you. Mm hmm. I love that. Like the sound design was so fucking spot on Uh with this movie. That's why
2: when the old man, Oh, we're not there yet. We're not the old man yet. We're going to get there right now. So you can, that's when you hear the footsteps, the best in my opinion, because that's when it's the most apparent
1: because now we get to the final Uh story of the movie, which is the crouchy old man next door that we saw at the very beginning of the movie, who is principal Wilkins neighbor. He is the one that Sam, who we've been seeing in every part of this movie from beginning to end,
2: sees. Brian Cox. Brian Cox. Yeah, that's and who that is. Can I put my finger in it?
1: Look it up. Look, this motherfucker. Uh huh. Even before Anthony Hopkins. This was the very first Hannibal Lecter. I should. You, you look at me like, hmm. Yes, he played Hannibal Lecter before Anthony Hopkins ever fucking played oh, Hannibal Lecter.
2: Okay, I thought you were trying to say like maybe this was trying to portray. No, that like actor the first played version. him
1: um, in Manhunter. Manhunter back in 1982, 83? Um, let's see
2: here. It was a Michael Mann film. Michael Mann. Uh, let's see here. Aqua Teen Hunger Force. He was in that. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, Blade Runner Black Lotus, uh, TV series. Oh, I gotta see. I love fucking. Um, what was it called again? Night Hunter, Manhunter, Manhunter. Um, Pixels Forsaken, Bob Servant. I like this dude a lot. Um, is he the same dude that's in the X-Men movies? I haven't seen any yeah. X-Mens in here yet. He
1: was in the X-Men.
2: He's like right, Stryker. Is he Striker? Yes. Okay.
1: He was in um, The Ring. Troll. He fun. plays Samara's father. My wife was not supposed to have a child. He's, he's been a genre actor for Manhunt? years. Manhunt? Manhunter.
2: And, well, they did a Manhunt video game he was in. Uh, yeah, 1986, Manhunter. Yep. Dr. Lecter, 7.2 rating. Oh, he looks like a badass in this. He uh, was fucking young as hell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Manhunter now on Blu-ray. Former FBI profile Will Graham returns to service to pursue a deranged serial killer dubbed the Tooth Fairy by the media.
1: Yeah, so pretty much Michael Mann. This uh, movie it. is a sequel. To what the TV show became. Oh. So Hannibal Lecter is already in jail right now. This movie centers around William Graham. That's why it says Graham. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I liked the TV show a lot.
1: Yeah, this is, like, I liked Red Dragon. Okay. Because they brought Anthony Hopkins back. Yeah. This is my preferred version of that book. Because this is Red Dragon. This was the very first
2: so then you mean we get to watch him turn into his own Hannibal Lecter? Like, will you watch William Graham become evil and all that shit is the same?
1: You see the aftermath of him having worked
2: with, with Lecter. Hannibal
1: Lecter. Okay. Yeah. You see how that took its toll on his mentality. It's a great fucking flick. And... Um, but him in this movie... is <laughs> just, like I said the best way I could put it is the crotchety old fucking neighbor but I love the interactions between him and Sam did they go ahead sorry I was gonna say did they
2: say what he got in return from the parents for murdering all the kids
1: no they just they they made a deal with him yeah
2: and essentially it's like, oh, we won't turn you in and we'll make sure that you won't get um, prosecuted I'm sure he for got, this.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he got compensated somehow, but they do not say what it is.
2: Now, in the film, they portray it as if it's a comic book, and I haven't read if it really was based off a comic book or not, but they make it look like it is. Maybe they describe that or they say that detail, um, you know, in in the comic. if It, it really might have is. been one
1: of the special features on the DVD. And I don't Blu-ray. know if it is a comic, I though. don't remember.
2: It says... The film is inspired by the Circleville, Ohio Pumpkin Show and the Athens, Ohio Halloween block party, both of which took place near my hometown of Columbus, Ohio. Those events were the first time I say Halloween celebrated in such a massive way with hundreds of pumpkins and people in costume wandering the streets. He says Dylan Baker's character was inspired by norman bates and psycho i also described him as norman rockwell meets norman bates
1: <laughs> no- <laughs> Yes, yeah. yeah i can see that if yeah. norman
2: ever fell in love and settled down to start a nice family in the suburbs
1: <laughs> what'd you think of the we've pretty much covered all the individual stories. Well,
2: let's talk a little bit more though about about Coxes, right? So we were saying okay. that the,
1: so him, <laughs> Brian Cox. We're not going to be talking about Coxes. <laughs> <laughs> My Cossacks. <laughs>
2: what do you want to give me, a husband? Um, so um, I loved it because this is where you get to, you get the answers, you get some of the questions answered, and the questions answered are what the fuck is Sam? What's underneath Sam's mask? And and again, what the fuck is he? So homeboy comes up with this double barrel shotgun and blasts a like motherfucker.
1: Dismembers his
2: ass, and I he just love pieces
1: it. himself back together. That,
2: this is this is another one of those great scenes where the cinematography was dead on perfect. Where it's cool because it's a dope ass serious horror film, but the comedy is subtle and dark. Where you get see when you see Sam get blasted in the fucking dome piece, and homie just goes flying sliding back and. They, oh. The, fuck yeah. The, you get the side view of He just comes into angle and slides and yeah. hits the wall. That was from the badass. long shot. Uh-huh. Yeah. I love that. That reminded me of Army of Darkness when and Ash, I like blasts the, Ash like, in the
1: face. You get a close up on fucking Brian Cox. Uh huh. And all you hear is, oh yeah. And then like, camera the kind of pulls out and you just see a hand skittering well, first like you fucking see a, thing. Well,
2: you see, first he pulls the 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 um, phone cable out of the yeah. wall and you're like wait yeah. so then he looks over and Sam is still just posted on the yeah. wall and you're like what the fuck is that dude
1: and then the hands just moving yeah. around along the fucking floor that was wonderful and Sam can apparently just piece himself back together again
2: well and I love uh Brian or I love Cox's um uh, his line he's like what's he say he goes uh uh like what the fuck or are you? Or you got to be fucking kidding me! You've got to be fucking yeah, kidding me! his yeah. hand isn't coming at yeah. him, right? But we get to see that Sam is a pumpkin face underneath of the the, yeah. the burlap in that scene. Also, I think when you are in Sam's point of view underneath the burlap sack, I think you get to if you look closely, you get to see the shadows of his face reflecting from the burlap. Is okay. what I I mean? Then maybe I was trying to see that, but if you get close enough and you pay attention, I feel like you can kind of see that de- that.
1: There, there is some like detail under there. There is some detail in that mask. Yeah, I've seen it not in under screen lighting. Yeah. So there's a lot of fucking detail where it is a being he, that that is his
2: face. Yep, exactly right. And then his guts are pumpkin guts. Yes. <laughs> um, and he's almost like uh, Sally. From Nightmare Before Christmas. That's a very her, good way of putting yeah, it. Yeah, his very limbs come apart. Very good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a great scene. And seeing him, um, I mean, he really, he's a bigger dude. He's probably ex-military, I imagine, or something, just because he's got that vibe. And Sam's just attacking see, yeah, him. You yeah. know, crotchety old man, bus driver. fucking, And he's uh, definitely
1: that crotchety- right-wing guy because the very first thing you ever hear him say is i've got an nra membership in my pocket and a shotgun over my fireplace
2: (laughs) but at the same time (laughs) think about this they they created him
1: yes right he
2: became the outcast because all of these parents hated their fucking kids because they were every single
1: one of these stories includes outcast goes back to him to, uh, it all originates with him in that damn school bus mm-hmm. every single one yeah and that's where i love this fucking movie because it takes the anthology film like vhs and all that crap creep show tells from the dark side and it flips it on its head where it's not just all individual stories. Yes, they're all individual stories, but they all intertwine.
2: Leaner. It's linear. Yes. Throughout the film. Yes. So it's like, here's, it's kind of like Crash, right? Where they've got all those stories that come together as one story.
1: Crash is more linear. This is more perpendicular. <laughs> okay. Well, and
2: also this is a lot shorter of a film. I feel like Crash this was is a lot a, longer. Oh, Crash deeper. is about two and a half hours. Yeah. Uh, but again, but that's a.
1: That's a lot of fucking... What about Rules of Attraction?
2: All those stories come together, all played along in the yeah, same one. Yeah, Kind of, yeah. Uh, I'm glad you've seen that one. That's one of my favorites. I'm, try-
1: I'm trying to think if there's another example.
2: Um, think of any Guy Ritchie film. The way he introduces all yes. of those characters, they've all got their own stories Snatch. and they all come together. Yeah, Lockstock. Yep. Um, and two smoking barrels. Yeah. If, if you guys haven't seen those, please take time out of your fucking day to see those. Those give you anxiety because the story watch
1: those movies and feed your enemies to the pigs, Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh my God. But Lockstock. I remember watching that one. It's like, dude, there's no way. There's there's no way. Another twist, another twist, another twist. Oh, and rock and roller. See, yes. That's
1: the one I could not get
2: behind. Really? It was rock and roller. Oh, see, I love what's his ass. Uh Tom Hardy. See, yeah. I, can't, I can't He's my stand boy. That dude. Oh, see, I think he's a badass. I'm sure Bane
1: ruined his ass for me. What did Bane? Oh, yeah. <laughs> my name is Born, and I am he's a fucking muscle, muscle head junkie. He's not a mastermind. Why the fuck would you put him in that role? <laughs> How does
2: If he's British, how does he drink tea through that mask? He's got like a little straw where he just like sips it through. It's like,
1: I need my tea.
2: It just sucks it through those little mouth holes. Um, okay, so...
1: Why did my hold, Harold?
2: <laughs> get to... Uh, um, so he fucking blasts him. Then the hand comes back to get him. And then he kills the old dude. Um, and then from there... It goes
1: to what? It, it's oh, literally then, just a oh, flashback, the like where you see that he was the bus driver. Yeah, that so killed all the kids. He's from burning the previous pictures, story. just big yeah. old
2: books of, or boxes of pictures yeah. and shit. And then there's a couple that you can't see that are in focus, and one that he looks at specifically. He gets a knock at the door, and then it's all the deformed all ass the fucking kids, kids yeah. from the bus. Yeah, and then it pans out, and you hear him getting shredded, mm-hmm. which was fucking tight.
1: Like I said, like this movie is, I'll say this movie is as gory as it needs to be. Tastefully gory. Yes. Because it leaves enough for you to see. Yeah. To appease your gore factor. And apparently that chocolate. But there's a lot that is left to the imagination.
2: Yeah. In this film. And it's great. Yes. Yeah. You, it's, it's tasteful, man. It really is. Um, I agree with you a thousand percent that this movie kills all the <gasps> the fucking the dope ass pumpkin um with the X's as the eyes and oh, the crazy yeah, yeah, teeth yeah. with the giant flame coming out that yeah. I mean all the scenes, Sam is so badass. Also, he is a little kid that's not a little person. Um, because little kids are more clumsy. Uh, and so they and that's actually the same reason that they did it in um um Close Encounters of the Third Kind was oh yeah yeah yeah. because little kids have more of like, or it was little girls have more of a docile kind of angelic look. And that's how they wanted the aliens to be. Well, in this, he used a little kid to play Sam because a, a small person wouldn't have been and able to have that. I get,
1: from what child I understand, feel. is that little kid had a blast. Oh, dude. doing this fucking how could flick. you not?
2: <laughs> yeah, I bet he had a fucking grand old time, dude. Um. Also, that the the vomit that you brought up earlier, um, <laughs> apparently that actually tasted good and it was chocolatey, so they didn't mind so much when it was no, it was literally uh, just it was, blood. it
1: was pretty much a fucking Hershey syrup base vomit, chocolate <laughs> minty flavor is what yeah. I it said it was yeah. edible and delicious. Yeah. The, you know what the mint is, right? Uh, no, it's the same when they do fake blood, you put toothpaste in there. Oh, so it doesn't stain. But a bit that stings your body. Doesn't sting. And it was vomit in this particular day. Yeah. But like in movies, they'll put either like uh dish soap, laundry soap, or toothpaste in the blood mix so it doesn't stain your skin. Because traditionally, <laughs> just ask fucking Bruce Campbell from the Evil Dead Days. Die. It was just die. You are colored yeah, for about four weeks in fucking oh red.
2: We're doing all those scenes now because uh, obviously I'm going to have a tint of red makeup.
1: One of my first short films I made when I was a fucking Taylor Junior High, we did the crap and I warned the dude, I'm like, this is going to fucking stain you. And we soaked him in fucking blood. The next day he showed up with fucking like had cut his hair and had oh. dyed it fucking bozo fucking red. Oh my god, okay. Because his hair was stained from the foot. Fu- He's like, well, I just went for it. But his face, he was bright fucking red <laughs> for a long fucking time after that. shit. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: listen to this one this is pretty good he said unfortunately no one in Hollywood wanted to make trick or treat at the time with some studios even claiming that no one wanted to see horror movies with vampires werewolves nope. yep. or zombies yep. anymore because they were too old fashioned dude this movie was fucking amazing uh, those guys who turned this down probably got to be punching themselves in their dicks and their buttholes at the same fucking time oh, fuck it.
1: this I, movie made mm-hmm. like it had a very limited run mm-hmm. when it originally came out, but it's home video audience. This is one of the most beloved Halloween films of the last 20, 30 years. I honestly Easy. thought it was
2: going to be gay. When everybody was telling me, do you guys see, see trick or treat? It's awesome. I'm like, no, dude. Oh, everybody thinks gonna, that. Gonna be dumb. Listen to this. It says our pack was designed by Patrick Tateopolis. Who also did the werewolves for Underworld, which makes sense. Because when they're forming and when she looks up like that, I thought Underworld.
1: Yeah, I can see
2: that. Brian Cox's trick-or-treat storyline was meant to be the old Halloween equivalent of a Christmas carol, with old Mr. Creed being Ebenezer Scrooge. Only instead of being visited by three ghosts, he's visited by the spirit of Halloween himself, Sam. That's tight. I can see that. Um, I was always bummed that Halloween didn't have a singular mascot character like Christmas had Santa or Easter had the Easter bunny, which is partially where the idea for Sam came from for trick or treat. That's sick. These are his tweets, by the way, that I'm reading um halloween has always had a lot of icons surrounding it which is vampires ghosts and black cats but it also uh but it always felt like it needed something that truly captured its strange spirit that odd childhood mix of fear and wonder and i believe this is inspiration for sam <clears throat> I always feel bad for Linus waiting in the pumpkin patch all night for the, <laughs> uh, the pneumatic great pumpkin to rise, always knowing he'd be disappointed at the end. But what if Linus was right and the great pumpkin or his equivalent was real? And it's got a badass drawing of Sam without his mask on. And he's got the fucking candy bar with the razor blade in it, which I loved, by the way. Yes. Fucking
1: love that. Did you look up to see what this movie, uh, the budget was? No, that's the only thing I didn't
2: look up yet. Uh, what
1: do you think it was shot for?
2: Okay. <sighs> so his first fucking film, nobody wanted to do it. It's filmed beautifully. He got a cast in it. Which, I mean, even yeah, for that yeah. time, those, they were decent yeah. peoples. So he had to have get at least 10 million, I would say. So let me think. Fire in the Sky, what did I say? Got 14 and it made 19 and that looks pretty good. And that was in like 90 something. So we're in the, this was two thousands something, right? 2009. In 2009. Uh, I'm going to say he got... I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 30 million. Twelve. Twelve for real?
1: This movie was shot for 12 million. I suck at this game. And it wasn't released in theaters, it went straight to video. Oh, that's right. This movie made in the first two years 20 million, which isn't great. But more people are seeing the movie and it's getting a lot more talk, a lot more. Publicity and following, yes, a huge fucking cult. Following. Yeah, huge fucking cult following. And mm-hmm. I'm so happy that they're making a sequel, but I'm also so terrified that they're making a sequel because of how much I love this movie. If they, um. F-
2: no. I think they're all oh. gonna be bangers. No, I've, I've, I have, I have, I have a hundred percent faith in this f- franchise. Oh, this like dude knows what he's doing. Michael Doherty knows yeah, what the does, fuck dude. he's doing. And on uh, the cool thing is, it's just another chunk of tales yes. with the same character. And that's and I, I like the fact that he
1: can make a fucking hardcore horror flick mm-hmm. for the, your genre fan. Yeah, and he can make a hardcore horror flick that is also family friendly with Kr- Krampus. Yeah. And
2: also still follow the same theme of, like, yes. these traditions. Yes. These th- I, and you know what's funny is I fucking hate Christmas, right? I'm not a huge fan of Halloween. I don't like any of these cultural traditions and holidays that we have to practice. Like, I've always hated them. That's and fair. so yeah. to kind of have these guys, I've always liked the truth behind them, kind of like the grim fairy tales. Okay. You know what I mean? I love how he's kind of taking these and being like, okay, let's... Let's make a really cool version of what this is all really about. And that's why I love when the Savant girl just goes and gives that blurb about what it's all truly about. I just I love that dude. This movie's great. Yeah. And I, I feel so bad for the dude that so many people were like, fuck you. And he's like, dude, I got a gem here. And for those people who disagree, that's fine. I I totally get it. Man, this film's not for everyone, but it's 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 great for what it is. Yeah. And the I love how his face was also um practical. There was no CGI in this at all, right?
1: Well, there might have been some CG help on Sam's face, but 99.9% of it was 100% practical.
2: Yeah. So 99.9% it was hundred percent practical. No, those, those numbers make sense. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: 0.01% <laughs> was, they might've used CG on some of like the, when he's grinning in the, He kind of goes like Jim Carrey style and the cheeks go up a little more. Yeah. They might've just stretched that to exaggerate it a little more. But for the most part, it was fucking solid, like 100% practical. And I love that. Like, even when you see Emma at the very beginning, you brought it up when he pulls that fucking sheet off of her and it's her dismembered head on the fucking. Yeah. Well, they didn't even
2: zoom in on it, which I was hoping they kind of were gonna. I'm
1: happy they didn't. Cause that would have been gratuitous. They gave you enough details before he pulls the sheet off when they show the arm hanging and it's her wedding ring. So, you know, she's dismembered. Yes. You I love know
2: that.
1: 100% that she's been taken and he apart. You can
2: tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, something's not right here. Yeah. Let's just throw just it out there.
1: Not going to do rankings yet, but on your level of, Halloween, yearly Halloween watches, where would this fall?
2: You'd have to watch this when you start jumping into the soup. Well, all, all of Halloween movies are supernatural. But when you start getting into in the smaller characters, Leprechaun, Chucky, you know, any of the smaller little characters who are vicious in their own little way. Oh, no. Know, oh, what I watched I'm Chucky, is, too.
1: Would this be a movie that you'd watch every... Halloween. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think
2: Roxy would like this a lot. Um, I think Kristen would enjoy it just because it's, it's it's fun. It's it's not scary. Uh no, it's not. There's a it's couple not jump scares. Not Overly
1: offensive.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't see anything too bad that was. It, it, it's just a fun
1: fucking flick.
2: It's got dark humor in it. Yes. All the characters are fun. The acting in it's fine.
1: They're the all the acting is fucking amazing. Yeah. The, like I said, between Brian Cox. Anna Paquin. Yeah, they. Ironic. Who's the neighbor? Two. That's Brian. Or oh, uh, no, no, the, other neighbor, the nerdy guy.
2: <coughs> uh-huh. God damn! What I have in front of me
1: here, I don't know why the fuck I'm being an asshole about it.
2: Oh, I Dylan know. Baker. Yes,
1: Dylan Baker. Um, he always plays that. Unfortunate. I hate to use this fucking term, nerdy fucking neighbor. I like the fact that he took this role because it spun his character on its head. Where he's a sadistic, homicidal... In He's teaching his son how to be sadistic and fucking homicidal. And
2: that's why the boy wasn't freaking out when obviously there was a grave in the backyard and he was in it. You know what I mean? Obviously, the little boy didn't cringe at all. I, I still stand fighting. by... I wish
1: that his fucking son got killed because he was annoying as fuck. He was, <laughs>
2: but at the same time
1: but every actor in this is so goddamn seasoned and I'd even make the connection until you fucking said it a little bit ago. Anna Paquin, Brian Cox, they were both in the X-Men franchise together.
2: Oh, so, and then be, she played rogue. Oh, you know what? And because both of them were in the X-Men franchise, you can six degrees that to bacon. I was, oh, fuck doing, yeah. I was researching it earlier and pretty much anybody in X-Men's a bacon. Oh, fuck degree. Yeah. Um, I think
1: between Brian Cox and Kevin Bacon, that's one degree. Yeah. I think they've actually been in a movie together.
2: Probably. Maybe three or one. Yeah. Um, I was trying to see what else uh, Dylan Baker's done, but there's nothing here that's screaming out at me that I'm like, fuck. I, he does a lot, of it's a lot of bit work. Yeah. It's not... There's no... Nothing let that really throws me list. out. Little Women, misogynist, difficult people, dinner, no beast so fierce. Just extra little tidbits about the people that we watch in this movie.
1: Um, yeah, kind of cool. I'm gonna pull up this list to see if there's anything up. He was pops in Burn Notice. Out.
2: He was in House. Ugly Betty. Like, he Monk. does a
1: lot of fucking TV. A yeah. lot of fucking TV.
2: But it says he's mostly known for is Happiness, um, Revolutionary Road. Oh, shit, he was not that. Uh, Trick or Treat and then Selma. And I've only seen one out of those four, quote unquote, he's known for. Dream Scenario, Leroy, Hunters, Law and Order, Marvel's Wastelanders, Outpost, Inside Man, The Resort, Troy, American Hostage, The Hot Zone, Evil, Social Distance, Blind Spot, Immortal. Um, Anchorman 2, which was awful, by the way. <laughs> And I wanted to like it. Well,
1: the first one was awful, so...
2: Hey, you shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> I enjoyed Anchorman 1. Uh, it was... He was in Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Nothing else, though, that's fucking crazy. He's done a gang... He's in Requiem for a Dream. Southern Doctor. That's right. Which, uh, you know, if you guys have been listening, we did Requiem for a Dream, and that movie is...
1: I forgot he was I in that was fucking in movie. Vice.
2: Miami Vice. Um. Okay. So what was, uh, I can keep adding on to your question. You said, please do uh, say it again. Just so I remember. I was looking up stuff for Dylan. Oh, Baker. that's right. Um, let's see. What else do I got here for fun facts? Because that's what Halloween is really about. Honoring those who have passed on. Because this is the one night where they might come back to pay us a visit.
1: Of the segments of this movie, what was the best and what was the weakest?
2: I don't know, man. It's hard for me to say there was anything <laughs> weak about it because it was all pretty tight. You know, it because, it because they only dabbled, because they only had so much screen time with the stories where they do a very good job of giving you enough backstory that you get... You get involved emotionally with the characters just because you have enough exposure to them that each character does a good enough job within their own you know need for them. That, okay. that when I'm trying to find a weak part or a weak person or even a weak scene or a weak story, the stories were just so short and done so well that, and it's buttoned nicely together mm-hmm. that it's hard for me to find a weak spot. Um, I guess, no. Um,
1: I'll, I'll, there's no scenes
2: I would have taken out. I'll be out.
1: honest. No, there's nothing I would have taken out of it. Yeah. I would say of all the segments, the weakest, and this isn't a bash on it, is the the Emma and Henry. When they get home from the Halloween party and she's taking down the Halloween decorations. And the only reason why that's the weakest is because it's the shortest. Okay. You don't get as much time with these characters. Now, I will say this. That was a toxic fucking relationship. Did you pick up on it?
2: The fact that he watches porn.
1: He guilts her into fucking sex. Oh, yeah. I'm not into this. I'm not into this. I'm not <clears> into this. <throat> he, he literally fucking pouts. And finally, she turns. Go turn on the tape. I'll be up shortly. She caves to him. So that's a toxic relationship, but that's neither here nor there. But that segment is the weakest just because you don't get as much time with the characters. Yeah. In my opinion.
2: Here's a fun one about uh, Sam. Uh, It's common knowledge that it was seven year old Quinn Lord under the Sam costume, but did you know that Lord also has a cameo earlier in the film before Sam even pops up during the scene where Laurie and the gang are getting ready in the Halloween shop. There's a little boy dressed as a monkey who is briefly seen peeping on them as they're changing into their costumes. That's Quinn Lord. Um, And the director thought that it was, um, he was so impressed that he wanted to feature him in the film outside of the costume. And that's fucking funny. That is, Well, I'll
1: I'll give that kid fucking credit with how he acts with all that shit on. He can be the next fucking uh, Michael Myers or something. No, God damn it. David Howard Thornton, who played Art the Clown. Oh. He's very much a physical act like vaudevillian. My theatrical yes. um,
2: animated. Um, yeah. Yeah. And without having a voice because yeah. well, he did laugh. I imagine And especially
1: his... at his age to be yeah. able to fucking pull that shit off. <coughs> that's n- no easy feat to fucking do.
2: Oh, and it's originally conceived as a short film titled Seasons Greetings.
1: It, uh, you can actually watch that on YouTube.
2: Okay. That's where it originally came from. Mm
1: mm-hmm. It was, he made a short film. So
2: it really wasn't inspired by a comic book. He just put that on there or is it really a comic book? It was
1: literally, he created this whole thing and he made it look like a comic book in a short film. Okay. And literally all it was, the short film was the wraparound. It was 100% Sam. That's all the short film was. Oh, because like you
2: said, Art the Clown is even Art the Clown and other shit too, where Sam's yes. a standalone character yeah. that he can be in. Now I get it. That's yeah. tight,
1: dude. Yes. Yes. So like to put that on the shoulders of a fucking child, I hope they get the same kid back. When well, he's they all grown. Finally, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, you can shrink him down. Use CGI for that shit. But... When they do a sequel, I just hope it stands on the shoulders of this movie. This movie is so goddamn good. Like, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. For a film like this, it's a 10 Yeah, for me. It is for me too. I always recommend, I go out of my way to recommend this fucking movie. And I tell people, if you're looking for films to watch around Halloween time, this better be on your fucking list of movies. Like, it's cohesive. That's a good way to put it. Yes. Yes. Like, I think if you want a good Halloween lineup to watch, obviously 78's Halloween. This movie tells from Halloween as another great fucking anthology movie with a bunch of different fucking directors. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Watch that. That one's fun. The Blob. All day, fucking every day. But where this movie stands alone, the fact that one man did everything, that's a lot to put on the shoulders of an an anthology film. Because like I said... When you watch the other ones, aside from like the creep shows, when you watch tells from Halloween, you have tells from the crypts, no, tells from Halloween, tells from Halloween. Okay, my bad. You have five or six short films in there. Each one is written, directed by somebody different. Yes. So everyone feels different, which is fine. This is a hard one to do because you have one guy doing everything. And I guess it works in its benefit because having to tie everything in together, if you have one vision, one mind doing it, that I can see why having one writer, one director doing everything because everything builds back upon itself yeah
2: but i think that it's a lot easier to have spin-off stories when you've got multiple directors you know it'd, yes. be, it'd be a lot easier to have a second or a third or fourth one with the pre-existing <laughs> understanding to the fans that hey you love this but also it's going to be done by other cats as yeah. well which is the, the point of this
1: like i i think the achilles hill of this franchise what it'll be mm-hmm. is when they make a sequel we all know it's not going to live up to this first one this first one is so goddamn good. I
2: know. I'm just being super hopeful because I loved Halloween and Halloween too. Right. Oh, they both, I, I, those two stand by, yes. by each other. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And and so for Halloween shit.
1: I can't wait till we talk about that one. I know. I'm so <laughs> bummed.
2: I did see that. Uh, so I had a question about this and I, I got it answered. So check this out. Sam's Halloween rules. Throughout the movie, Sam adheres to a set of Halloween traditions and rules. Yep. Such as always wearing a costume, respecting the dead, and ensuring that every household gives out candy. And homeboy, old fucking—that was a
1: part of the season's greetings. Um, the oh. short film. Oh, yeah. okay, that was that's all tight. About that. yeah.
2: Was there a score? Uh, the The score was more to me, kind of feeding, fitting the theme of it being kind of <laughs> It wasn't scary, right? It was festive. It was very the festive. The score was festive is how yeah. I would put it. Um, it was p- composed by Douglas Pipes. He mm-hmm. adds an eerie layer to the film's overall atmosphere, enhancing the sense of dread and suspense. But I kind of felt it was just more, it was subtle. And I, I, you know, I, I wasn't like, oh, fuck, I love this track. Or this is really, it didn't stand out to me. And I think that's because, like I said, it's subtle. Fair. Yeah. Um. Oh, no, a continuation of the comics. Trick or Treat has continued its legacy beyond the film format with a series of comic books expanding Oh, they the did universe.
1: do, I think, oh, I can't remember what company released them, but there was a series of books. Yeah. So, like I said, it made its fucking cult following, which is why a sequel got fucking greenlit.
2: Yeah, um, no
1: questions asked. But you didn't rank this. Oh,
2: no, you said just for me it's a 10. I said I agree with that. It's a 10 for Okay, as well. so it is a 10? Yeah, no, I 100%. I recommend this. Out of all the films that we've watched, because Harpist, are you
1: upset that you didn't see this movie earlier? Yeah, considering how old it is, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
2: Um, yeah, absolutely. This I would have been telling people to see this forever ago. Like this is an instant recommend. And and like you said, because it's not over the top gory. No, it's got a vomit scene. It's not even blood. It's chocolate. Yeah, right. The, I mean, the gore's under one. The little boy. If has, you've
1: got a really weak stomach, yeah, you might not be able to sit through that scene. But it's. Fucking goofy! <laughs> it is
2: goofy, yeah, and and it's funny because it's the camp is and I
1: love the different. I love the whole point behind that scene. The um oh what the fuck does Principal Wilkins say? Oh yeah, there's one other tradic- tradition: always check your candy. <laughs> well, and then
2: the pans to him in the kitchen. You can see he's got all those chemicals and shit yeah. that he yeah. was putting into the fucking candy. Yeah. It was like cyanide and all this other <laughs> stuff and yeah, whatnot. But yeah, no, this is this out of all the films that we've done. And me recommending this was a no brainer. After I had seen it, I, I knew right away that it was, it's, it's just great. It, it's better than Krampus in my opinion, um, a thousand percent, and like way better than Krampus.
1: Yes, because I prefer more adult horror. Krampus, I rank right up there with fucking gremlins. I love Krampus, mm,
2: but because it's a family one,
1: but it's more for it's more of a family movie.
2: Yeah, in that's my fair. opinion. And again, this is rated R. Well, is it? Because it says fuck once.
1: Oh, this is very much an R rated movie. Okay.
2: Um, but yeah, no, it's for for a rated R film... For somebody who's checking out horror films, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is nowhere. Like, it's kind of, in, in regards to scariness, it's along those same lines, except one was made in the 70s, it's all shitty, this one's all recent. <laughs> but it's got that same old horror flicky thing, and again, it's because of how it was made. Just the production, the design, the writing, the movie is so, it's a gem. Like, I, I'm, i <laughs> yeah, to answer your, I'm still answering your question. <laughs> I'm fucking totally bummed that this shit Took me so long to see it's it's so rad. It's, a, yeah, it's it's so rad. Um, you know, you can
1: tell even from the. My this is one on this, of those movies that I was really disappointed that did not go to theaters when it came out.
2: Then hopefully it comes out to theaters. It, I wonder if we can search if it
1: will. I would love to see this on the big screen.
2: It comes to select AMC theaters locations beginning October twenty first. These new showings mark the first time the film has ever. Released really? wide in theaters. So let's scope this out, bro. According to Bloody Disgusting. And those guys are pretty... Oh, they're
1: fucking... Yeah. They're...
2: Um, you can trust what they say. Okay. So these fuckers say October 21st. Regal. We have a Regal here in the Valley. Oh, know um, I've been
1: there a, many a time.
2: <laughs> as we recently learned... Michael, last name that I fuck up every time, Trick or Treat is being released in Regal Theaters on October 6th. It's the fucking 20th. And today we've learned that 2009 film is also bringing Sam to AMC Theaters for the Halloween season. It comes to select AMC Theaters locations beginning October 21st, which is fucking tomorrow. Um, The new showing marks the first time the film has ever released wide in theaters. As you may recall... Warner Brothers and Legendary didn't seem to know what to do with Michael's last name. I can't say trick or treat way back in 2007, showing the film at various festivals, but not actually releasing it wide until 2009. And the film wasn't even released in theaters at the time. Instead, brought directly to DVD. Oh, how times have changed, to say the very least. Uh, Here we are 15 years later. Um, So... I guess we could check AMC's website. Yes, it's, it's it's tomorrow, so it has to be. Let's check AMC.
1: Yeah, that's a weird. A Saturday is a weird day for a movie to hit theaters. Are you sure it's 2023?
2: Oh, this could be old when this was written. Right, might have been last year. Fuck my face! It was written one year ago. Yep. <laughs> Fucking cock. Maybe they'll hold the tradition though. Um, Maybe. Let's see. I'm gonna Google it just to see um cuz that would be tight. I got all excited and I read it and it was fucking wrong. It happens. It happens. Thanks internet. All right, well that's just dead air. So, uh, <laughs> I'm just searching for this. <laughs> oh, I don't see good. it. Um well, we both recommended it. We both gave it a fucking 10.
1: Yeah, like I said if if you like anthology horror flicks, if you like the best way I can put it is all around fun. From start to finish, this is just a fun movie. Now, it's not going to be for everybody. Definitely not going to be for everybody with some of the fucking subject matter that they talk about. So you just have to take that with a fucking grain of salt or a salt shaker, depending on who the fuck you are. I love this fucking movie. I've lost count how many times I've seen this goddamn movie. And that's what makes me so sad that you just saw it for the first time last week. <laughs>
2: yeah. But, you know, better late than never, I guess. And they but, are making a Thanksgiving horror film, just so that way you know, real quick. Well, did you ever see uh, Grindhouse? I saw Grindhouse, the Tarantino film?
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. You know one of the fake trailers in there by Eli Roth, Thanksgiving?
2: Oh my god. That's what guess it is. what he made. <laughs>
1: okay, good. <laughs> Comes Patrick, out November seventeenth. <laughs>
2: Patrick Dempsey, Tim Dillon, Rick Hoffman, Addison Ray, Gina Garrison, Eli Roth is the director and
1: the producer. But he's not in it. Um, yeah. Oh, if it's one of his movies, he'll put himself fucking in it. Yeah, he'll can yeah. <laughs> um.
2: Okay. So yeah, hundred percent. It, it is, it is depressing as shit that I just now saw it, but I'm glad I did. And I am happy we're doing this podcast so I can tell motherfuckers to see this film. It's tight as hell. Oh, absolutely. Super tight.
1: If you're, you're having a group of people. It's not like boom, boom, bam in your face, like Silent Night oh, or, no, you know, no, no, or no, no, any, or the, like, this is a great, if you're having a Halloween party at your house, this is a great movie to have on in the background. Because you don't need to necessarily pay 100% attention to it. You can just kind of glance back and forth and always be intrigued with what's happening on screen.
2: If you're one of those families that sits outside for Halloween and Put like gives this out candy on the candy, fucking and you're wall, sitting, man, Yeah, put it on the wall, put make, it on your TV, sit out front on the garage or the pat you know, whatever the fuck. And play this. It would
1: be great. Don't worry about what your fucking neighbors... Like, this is coming from a guy that did a haunted house in his parents' front yard for fucking years. And I had baby dolls with fucking guts coming out of them, cutting the heads off all because that room was the abortion room <laughs> in original incarnations of the haunted house. Fair. Don't be a sh- Just fucking play it. <laughs> we literally like- had parents... Well, we need to walk through this first walk through and they would be running out and grabbing the kids and saying you have to go through. You're not getting any more candy tonight until you go through this. And that just put a smile on my face.
2: <laughs> That's pretty next level because I've been seeing a lot of ones. I've been driving around scoping them out and none of them because I have to walk through or I mean, you know, oh, whatever. Yeah. we literally
1: uh, had people the last year we did it Had fucking seven cars pull up. And they asked me, is this the, the house with the babies? I'm like, well, yeah. He's like, okay, one of our friends told us we had to come down here. Six cars came from Country Club in Elliott to Pueblo in Gilbert Road. Jesus. Just to walk through... My parents' front fucking yard. <laughs> <laughs> for a minute. For a minute.
2: Yeah. No, that's admirable, dude. Um. All right. So uh, yeah, another one for the books. Uh, another banger for the books. At least we we like to have some bangers in here. Someone that w- we can actually recommend for everybody. And then I'll just be like, "This uh, would be good if you're fucked up. This is just <laughs> this is good if you like horror films." Um. So. Uh, I want to say thank you all for listening. Uh, just keep uh, downloading us and whatnot. If you listen to us on Spotify, just for the fuck of us, see what happens. Rate us, you know, if it us five stars or whatever, just to see uh, if maybe we'll get a little bit more play and see if uh, some more people uh, might enjoy this as well. Uh, but yeah, take some time out of your day, your weekend, your life. Go see some movies. It's, it is the season. See some goddamn horror films. Get scared. Shit your pants. You know, uh, why not? If you don't like, uh, haunted houses or shit, maybe give one a try, just roll up and scope it out and see what it's about. They've got some ones that are tame, some that are scary as fuck. Oh, also, because it is Halloween, sometimes the, um... Escape rooms do like zombies and shit.
1: There's actually one right by the Regal down on Gilbert Road. Yeah, an
2: escape room. They do one where there's like zombies. You know, yep. obviously they're actors and shit, and they're chained to the walls. Oh, and they're then not you're real timed. zombies. <laughs> well, I mean, they maybe they got some from the government. They said, look, we've got a specific, um, you know, zombie uh, infestation here that needs to happen. Anyways, see some movies, get yourself uh, scared of shit. You know, only do it once a year. Um, Practice some rituals or whatever if you're into that shit too. I don't give a fuck, you know. Oh, manifest yourself something tight. Um, but yeah, thank y'all for listening and we will catch you next time. Oh, movie pit podcast at gmail.com. I forgot to throw that bitch in there. We got an Instagram, uh, the movie pit podcast. And then also if you're feeling kind of spunky, you want to scope out something just a little bit different. I got one too. It's called uh, the unknown cod past. You can find that on everything. Again, it's uh, the unknown cod past where we talk about shit that I don't really know too much about. And then we learn about it. And um, it's not your typical podcast. I do some shit differently. So uh,
1: <laughs> scope it out. I love you all. Yeah. Thank you, everybody who listens religiously. We appreciate the fuck out of it. Um, like Seth said, email us, moviepitpodcast at gmail.com. And I've been putting this out on Instagram. You can also du- direct message us. Anything you want to ask us straight on Instagram, and we will answer it live while we were recording. So just send us your questions. Again, I cannot say how much we appreciate the love in the downloads
2: yeah we're kind of hard to fucking listen to sometimes so yeah we're grateful for those people who have stuck around like seriously we've some of the topics in the films are not easy to listen to no, so seriously a lot it of, takes a certain person yeah. to scope us out this long so if yeah. you have stuck around and and we see you as one of those numbers as a download like fucking Ryan is totally 100% right like thank you so much it's yeah. it's
1: crazy and I will apologize ahead of time because November is going to get a little fucking grim again <laughs> Roxy's curating that month (laughs) so we're getting a little bit of some dark flicks but up until Halloween enjoy some good fun classic horror flicks watch them in your bedroom with the lights down watch them home alone yeah like it says get scared have some fun with it and as always till next time kiddies
0: Thank you for listening to this The Movie Pit Movie Review. We hope you have enjoyed your time. Come back to The Movie Pit Podcast each week for a new movie review podcast. by Ryan Booser Johnson and Seth Chapman. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual hosts and may not reflect the views of RMJ Media, Incorporated. See you next week.